With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Some guy walks up to me in the middle of Munich. He says to me, This is the Rich Eisen Show. Aren't you Susie Schuster's husband? No. With guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I don't want to be controversial, but almost the worst thing that could happen for the 49ers right now is Brock Purdy takes them to a Super Bowl. Rolls down the sideline, wide open, George Kittle, touchdown. Today's guests, Rams head coach Sean McVay. Plus your phone calls, latest news, and more. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster. Hi, everybody. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. Thrilled to be back here with you. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you name it. It is not too soon to wish you a happy holiday season. Really happy to be with you. Chris Brockman, Mike Del Tufo, TJ Jefferson. Thrilled to be with you guys because you're not my kids. It's great. <laughs> Better than my partners that I work with. So I'll take this. I am uh, one mimosa in because we are just relaxing into the weekend, which doesn't bring mimosas. I do. You sure don't. I brought donuts. I've got Aunt Leia's fudge from Nantucket. I, I came with the goods today, people, and I want to share them Definitely with you and share it's not all of this goodwill with you. The calls are coming in. That makes me so happy. That's your gift to me. We're going to take some of the calls. We're also going to hit on TJ's would-be World Cup situation in many different yeah, ways. Yeah, World Cup final this weekend, yeah, TJ. Man. We have a phenomenal World Cup match. It's 10 Eastern on Sunday morning. You can watch that and get ready for the full slate of NFL action. It's Argentina. It's the defending champion French team. It is going to be spectacular. Lionel Messi looking to complete what many people think is the greatest uh, career of all time. Mm -hmm. If he wins a World Cup on Sunday, people think he has a case as the greatest soccer player ever. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. Yeah, Chris, it's going to be great. You just keep sending people to the counter-programming to Rich's show. I think he's going to love that. You just keep sending them over to the World Cup because mm -hmm. why should they watch NFL game day well, on at the same here's time? The deal. But here's like, the deal, Susie. Saying, this is like, what you do. If you're like me and you're a diehard sports fan like myself and my lovely partner, Sarah Tiana, you have two TVs in your living room. Right, right. So you have... Game day morning on the maybe the main TV because you get your NFL action leading up to the day. And then you have the soccer on the second TV because you don't really need to hear what's going on. You can watch the action and you can get the best of both worlds. So throwing out two cliches, you can have your cake and eat it too. 1,000%. And yet you still know where your bread is buttered. That's what I'm talking about. That's what got me the Emmy, I'm just saying. Like wordsmith over here. Did, did you like that? 
TJ, uh, yeah, before we get to the calls, really quick, let's go first to you talking about your Are we doing this cup. before the calls? Do you want to do it before or let's after? Do, let's let the calls come first. Should we go right? calls first? Yeah. Calls first. Calls hey, man, first. I, I'm loose. I'm one mimosa in. Let's I can go. just roll with the calls. All right, hold on, glasses on. Sorry. <laughs> it's so small down there, and I'm 50, and I can kick and stretch. <laughs> That's what she uh, said, can too. I <laughs> we, we need that. I can kick. And and I, Sally O'Malley, everybody. I'm 50. I'm like the opposite of the L.A. woman. I'm like, I'm 50, man. I'm going to just put it out there. <laughs> Might as well. Aaron from Wisconsin. What's your favorite movie, sir? What's your favorite uh, your favorite Christmas movie? Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I have a favorite Christmas movie, and then uh, I have uh, breaking news about a pandemic in the NFL. But my favorite, Chris- my favorite Christmas movie is actually The Family Stone. Um, oh, little, with Sarah yeah, Jessica little, Parker? Yes, yeah, it's a great cast and really touching movie. It's, it's, it's a great one to watch on Christmas. Oh, I like that. All right, well, what um, is your breaking news? So, um, unfortunately, there is another pandemic in the United States, but um, fortunately for most of us, it only targets teams with great Super Bowl defenses. Okay. And um, that would be the Jets, the Broncos, and the Niners, and they all either have or had at one point a case in the Wilsons. Um <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Broncos, unfortunately, are suffering pretty bad. The Jets' immune system has started to convert the disease by giving them Garrett Wilson, and the Niners just didn't want to take a chance, so they shipped Mr. Jeff Wilson over to the Dolphins. Oh, that—that that is a pandemic well done. Well done, of, of, of mythical stuff, proportions. Bro. I still have trouble with Russell Wilson in Denver. I still have trouble adjusting my set when I see that. What month is it? December? Mid-December. It's December 16th. The month is half over. Is, is it? I don't even know what day it is. There's Chris. only 15 days left of 2022, what? so I hope you've accounted for you know everything that's happened this year. Um, yeah. Back to you, Chris. Okay. Thanks, Aaron. That's a great. Thanks for the call. Everyone, call us right now with your favorite Christmas movie. I didn't see the Family Stone coming. That I, I never would have guessed that. I mean, play the hits. Play Home Alone. Play Elf. Play Christmas Vacation. Play, play Die Hard. Play Die Hard. Like, play Love Actually, like, play the, people. Play, the play Love Actually. Hey, love Actually. I love The Holiday, too. It's, yeah, you they're do. all great. But Friday you love girly next. movies. You're, you're very, I'm you've a, got mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're very, you've got mail, let's and I like that, that about you. You're this. very, you've got mail. Do you guys know that Chris Brockman's favorite movie is You've Got Mail? <laughs> favorite is Upper Pushing West Side. It. No, it's not Pushing It at all. You love that. I do enjoy that. I mean, we got to throw Friday After Next in there because no one else is going to say that but me. But Merry Christmas from Pinky, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Is that okay? But someone's going to go YouTube it and they'll, they'll catch my drift. I like, right. I like drinking TJ because it never happens. <laughs> Jeff in Syracuse, what do you have for us, sir? How are you? Hi, Susie. Long-time listener of the show. Love the show. Always enjoy it when you're in there, too. Thanks, Wish Jeff. Wish be there for mimosas. Hey. Um, Favorite Christmas movie? Of course, as a kid, it was Rudolph. As an adult, okay, I'm 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 in that category. Yeah, it's Die Hard. Um, See another Die Hard guy. Okay. <laughs> Quick thing on Brock Purdy. Love the way he's playing. Okay, but I mean, Susie, I got to wonder that offensive line, those weapons that he has, that defense. Okay. All right, it's two games in. Let's see what happens. Okay, let's say he's down to the Eagles. Let's say fourteen to ten. Two minutes left, you know, one time out left. Let's see what he does then, okay? Um, but just before we, you know, we fit him for that gold jacket and all, you know? I think that's really fair, Jeff, and thank you so much for calling in, and happy holidays to you up in Syracuse where Jack and Sam Schuster go. And I have to say that um, I think you're right, but I do think that we're, we're looking at defenses, right? I mean, he does have the luxury of playing behind a defense that is out there just stuffing. I mean, as we said last night, Geno Smith looked befuddled half the time. Yeah. It really, I mean, they are outstanding. And yes, a quarterback can shine when their defense is playing lights out. 
it will be that much more interesting as we get further down the road. And who will they go across to uh, to win it all? Will it be the Eagles with another stifling defense? Who will it be? And you're right. It's very easy to say that somebody's great when they don't have to worry about the points that are going up on the board. I know, TJ, you want Dallas to go far, but I think we can all agree there's just something about them that doesn't scream Super Bowl winner this year. So let's just go. 49ers, Eagles, NFC Championship. Let's let's go. I think that's what everyone kind of wants to see right now. I mean, it depends on who everyone is, you know. Well, the majority of people in this room, let's just let's just leave it to here. How about that? Mike, <laughs> I don't know. You we, in? Mike, you in for Eagles 49ers? Dallas loses in the first playoff game. To Tampa? Wow. Hot take right now. I don't even think that's a hot take, though, Mike, because I— like I said, I, 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 we I, never I, bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. You never bet against Tom so, Brady. And, and, I, and I'm legitimately worried about this. The fact, so you know, if we do sign Odell, which I, I'm, out, I'm now actually looking for that as a next year thing too, right? Because right. I'm looking in the future because I can't believe it, it would just be this year. Right. So I'm enjoying that, but man, having to go against Brady is just that's a frightening proposition, man. So in Tampa, oh baby, yeah. I never, ever, 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 ever bet against Tom Brady. Nathan in L.A., what do you have for us? Nathan, how are you? Great to talk to you again, Susie. It's a genuine pleasure. Oh, and so great to have you on with us. So I, I was enjoying your discussion about the Niners in the beginning, and I wanted to throw out a, a perspective on the Jimmy G part of this, and I'm going to play out an analogy for you as quickly as I can. Uh, I, I kind of liken... Jimmy G's San Francisco career as the football gods playing with a yo-yo. Okay, elaborate, please. They throw him out there. He does all his tricks. He gets him to a Super Bowl. But then in the Super Bowl, not quite there. Pull him back to the hand. Fast forward. The Niners decide we need somebody new. So we go get Trey Lance. And then we throw out Jimmy G to different teams. No suitors, comes back to the hand. Now he's just sitting there. But, oh, wait, Trey Lance goes down. Now Jimmy's back out on the field, gets to do all his tricks. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, no, back to the hand. We're injured. And here's my end, end, end game scenario. It's possible now we're hearing that Jimmy G's injury is not permanent or not season-ending. So let's say Brock Purdy gets them all the way to the – the NFC title game. Jimmy G becomes available. They decide to go with him, and he gets them to the Super Bowl. But in the Super Bowl, once again, he loses. <laughs> and, and the Niners give up on him finally. And he ends up in Tampa replacing Tom, which he was supposed to do Ooh. five years ago. Oh, that's a little twist I didn't see coming. Where's Tom go then, Nathan? Anywhere he wants. That not that the truth? Yeah, so here's where I think your idea um, has a flaw, Nathan, and thank you so much for calling in. I just don't think that if Brock Purdy's on a hot run, it doesn't matter if Jimmy G comes out there wrapped in a bow. They're sticking with Brock Purdy. Right, Chris? Totally agree with you, Suze. If Brock Purdy continues on this magical run that he's had that's been two games in, uh, if he wins out the last three weeks and then three games and makes it to the Super Bowl, 
We're going to see Brock Purdy at the Super Bowl in Glendale against whomever, Buffalo, KC, Cincinnati. We're going to see Brock Purdy out there in the Super Bowl, and it's going to be an amazing story, and we're going to get two full weeks of Tom Brady comparisons, and it's it's fine. I'm here for it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but he's not giving that gig up to Jimmy G. No, you, you don't stable a hot horse. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you don't do that. So it's it's his season at this point to take it to the big house or not. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. All right, Samantha in Michigan. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. Samantha. I was so happy to have a woman call in. Come on, Samantha in Michigan. We want to hear about your favorite movie. Love how about, how about let's say this? Yeah. We want we want ladies only right now. Ooh, Rest of hour first. two, ladies, ladies only phone calls to talk to Sue's favorite movie, maybe last minute gift ideas for your husband or boyfriend or your partner. Let's go, ladies. We want to hear you. Eight four four two zero four rich. Right, TJ. Come you on. and I, T-Y, let's go. Unity. Oh, guys, you can call in too. I, it's my show today, and I'm the boss, <laughs> and I'm the cake boss. It's my show. Colin, who are you kidding? I'll, I'll, I'm an equal opportunity call taker. And by the way, last minute gifts for, for the guys. It was so funny. I was listening to DP and the guys on the way in. And the, and the Danettes were talking about taking your girlfriend or wife on vacation. And when you plan a vacation, don't throw in the sports thing that you're going to do first. Like first do the play or the musical <laughs> right. and then get in the sports thing. And I thought to myself... What are you idiots talking about? The women are the one planning the trips. You're telling me that guy's going to go plan the trip? Who are you kidding? Maybe it's just my house. But by the way, also, like, some of us wives like to go to the sporting events, by the way. I would go to Fulham. I'd be psyched to go to a Premier League game. Sarah Tiana would like to go to a Premier League game. Three years ago, we, well, right before Cage was born, we went to Paris for a week for kind of a little baby moon Christmas thing. We took a little day trip to London to watch Premier League. We went so and watched cool. Tottenham Hotspur. It was amazing. By the way, that's an amazing stadium. The food's amazing. It's fun to go. Everything about it was incredible. Yeah. It was pouring down rain in London, but we had some nice seats under. Really, it was under, raining. Under that's so weird. Yeah, know, so, so weird. But it was amazing. It was on Boxing Day. We had so much fun. I was just laughing because I thought to myself, like, you numb nuts. Who are you kidding? Your wives are the one who plan the trip. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I digress. TJ, let's talk about your World Cup scenarios, please. Your would-be World Cuppers. All right, bet. So, you know, Chris, like, watching the World Cup, and we get into it. So into the, it. The question has always kind of existed, right? We have great men's soccer players, but because of the amount of talent that we have in other sports, you kind of always wonder, right? What if... These other athletes who are top-notch professionals in their sport, what if they, instead of playing whatever sport that they are now currently playing, what if they had concentrated on soccer? Like, what kind of team could we put on the pitch that could dominate this sport of football or soccer, you know? So I was thinking about this for a couple weeks, and I know soccer purists hate this because I've heard this they from do, soccer. They do. Soccer purists, purists so mad at They the hate this, <laughs> but, I, you know, it's something that we I'd like to do, and I think we'll have fun with it, you know? And first of all, i got to give a big shout-out to my brother, Rafael Kolonkowski, back in Pittsburgh. He is the Plum Mustangs head soccer coach, which is Pat McAfee's alma mater, and he's the guy who, you know, I've known rap since we were 18. He really helped me kind of understand and learn the game of soccer, so he kind of help me out with this this segment here so i just want to go through the positions on a soccer a pitch and kind of see what other athletes that we could put into these positions based upon 
what the position needs to do during the game, if that all makes sense. All right. So we're in a we're in a basic four three three setup for soccer. And let's start now with number nine, which is a striker, okay? Now a striker needs to be a little bit stronger, a little bit bigger. They're a finisher, they're a sniper. You know, when this person gets loose, they're gonna score because goal scoring is their number one. That's number one on the resume. So I just reimagined Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, he's got 274 career goals in seven seasons. I think he would be a perfect guy to put out there. And then we have your outside wings, right? These guys are good with their feet. They're fast. They attack on the flanks and they take people one on one. So how about Tyreek Hill on one side and Russell Westbrook on the other? <laughs> no one's catching Tyreek Hill. And, and despite anything you say about Russell Westbrook, on a fast break, it's beautiful to watch Russ get to the rack. No one's stopping him. He's a little bigger. He's physical. And I just imagine those two guys on the flanks. That would be an amazing uh, attack there. And now we have the number 10 position, which is the attacking midfielder, right? This is a playmaker, okay, guys? This guy, he's not the biggest guy, but he's quick, he's shifty, and he's accurate with ball placement. He's a playmaker, best of the best. And so for that, I put Steph Curry. So could you imagine if Steph Curry was as good with his feet as he is with his hands shooting a basketball? I think he would make an incredible attacking midfielder. And then we have our midfielder, the number eight position. Now, this guy's a grinder, right? He controls the middle. He does it all. You know, he's your little things guy. And he's got to be in great shape. He needs to be fit. He's running a lot. And he's also a playmaker. Let's put Bryce Harper in there. Let's see, let's see what Bryce Harper could do if he was in that position. Then you're, you're holding midfielders. These guys are grit. This guy's gritty, physical. They're kind of like a strong safety in football. So the best strong safety in NFL, in my opinion, is Derwin James. So I put him in that spot. Uh, then you have the four and five positions. These are your center backs. They're usually bigger, more physical, and they need to be great in the air, and they're very defensive. So I got Micah Parsons in there because he wants to <laughs> beat course. Tyreek Hill in a race, Brock. When you saw it, of he's physical, and if, if being a, like a linebacker is the prerequisite, then why not have him? And then I put a little twist in there. I got my man Ricochet, WWE superstar, because oh. nobody is better in the air than Ricochet. This guy's athleticism okay. is off the hook. If you I ever like see it. the flips that he does, and he's physical, he's got a match tonight against Gunter, and you're going to see how physical Ricochet can be. I just thought he might be a guy who had he honed his skills into a soccer player, he could be World Cup material. And then we have your outside backs. These guys are good defensively, and they need speed. And they're responsible, right, for defending the other team's wingers. But when they get the ball, they have the green light to go ahead and get involved offensively. So think of two-way players, Chris. Right. Think guys who go both ways. And I got Jimmy Butler. Because we know Jimmy Butler like is a that. beast on defense like and he's that. a bucket. And then how about Mookie Betts? Yeah. Okay. We need two dogs in those positions. Mookie, you know, Mookie, gold glove winner yep. and silver slugger. Mookie's a dog. He's a beast. And, you know, you don't really consider Mookie Betts a beast. But I... He's one of the best players in the game, no man. Doubt. You okay no with doubt. that, Chris? You okay? You just does, put your head between your does, knees. It does, and does make, it does make me cry a little bit. <laughs> not what and then lastly, we got the number one. That's your goalie, right? You need to be bigger. You need to be nimble, fast, great reflexes. You also have to be very cerebral because you know the game. You know tendencies. Why not put LeBron James out there as that. a goalie and, and try to get the ball past him? And then one last thing, our first sub, right? This is the guy who, when the other team's worn down and tired, you bring him in. That's instant energy, instant athleticism. Yeah, like a minute, like 65 yeah. or something. Bam, it, this guy comes this guy, on. We need a quick goal, man. second half. John Moran. Oh, baby. Well, how would you feel about having to chase him all over the soccer nope, field? No, not right? going to do it. So that's it. You know, and I guess anyone who's out there who's more into soccer than me, obviously, you know, comment on Twitter, comment on YouTube. 
tell us how you feel about this. But I just thought this was a cool way of maybe seeing what a, a U.S. men's national team could look like. I think that's fun. Good job. Thank you. Yes, did. And finally, Russell Westbrook is wanted. So he, good job on that. <laughs> yeah, he's available. <laughs> did I right just price. say that? Uh, this is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls in your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? I hope not. Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 32,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash richradio. Head to netsuite.com slash richradio for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash Rich Radio. Samantha in Michigan is back. We're going to get to her after this break. But before that, I'm audibling. Marshall Falk calling in from an airport across this country (laughs) when we come back. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, earlier this week, Rich got ready for the Monday Night Football Showdown on Westwood One. Obviously, the Rams will be uh, large and in charge and up front. He got a chance to talk to Sean McVay about what to uh, expect ahead. Joining me on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line in advance of a Monday night trip to Green Bay here in week 15 is none other than the defending Super Bowl 
head coach, the winning champion of last year, none other than Sean McVay. Good to see you and hear from you, Sean McVay. What's going on? Not too much. Just uh, like you said, getting ready uh, for a tough game. Going to be nice and cold there and see if uh, you know we can build on what was uh, a fun game for a lot of guys uh, doing a great job getting the, getting the win last week. Let's jump into that, man. So it, it, is it true you send uh, a playbook to Baker Mayfield who booked his flight before it became official anyway? Like that literally happened last year, no. last week? If, if, if I did that, I'd be getting in trouble. So, uh, we, you know, it was impressive, Rich. I mean, the guy's capacity, how quickly, you know, there was some carryover based on some things that he's done, but, you know, Zach Robinson, Liam Cohen, and, and really, you know, got to give a ton of credit to Baker for the capacity that he had to be able to do that. And it was, uh, he set the bar pretty high on a, on a couple days. Now that we got a week and a half. (laughs) I know, right. If no, but what I meant is that he, official you sent him the playbook for the plane flight so that's how as soon as it became official you gave it to him so he could dive into it uh on the way to to los angeles and then uh how many how many like reps did did he have prior to that game yeah. well, i guess Sean. we won't let the truth get in the way of a good story right. uh but but yeah I, I, he he had about you know 15 reps in a live type of setting and it was still modified because short turnaround so you know maybe about 15 reps you know, probably about 10 live throws. And then we ended up throwing some routes on air and it, uh, you can't make it up. It's, it's pretty impressive what he was able to do. And, you know, you could just see he wanted to come in, compete and guys made plays around him. There was a certain comfort level. And and I thought just the communication from his teammates, um, you know, whether it was the guys up front, even just the rapport that he was able to establish with some of the skill guys. And he's just in between series with Zach and Liam and the rest of the coaches and even Matthew in a, in a lot of instances kind of helping guide along the way. It was uh, it was a great group effort, but a ton of credit goes to Baker for being able to do what he did. The rapport you're referring to, that was before he started headbutting helmeted guys without a helmet on for himself, right? Is that what you're talking about? He's Building a your... maniac. I mean, uh, it is uh, – <laughs> When you watch people's reactions around him when they see him do that, it is uh, classic. But uh, he he's not short on personality, that's for sure. And then one one last thing that I heard that I, I just want to check on. Is it true you only called one play off of his wristband play sheet that, 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 that everything else was, as you just said, uh, just feel, gut, and things like that? Is that's that true? probably true. You know, in his ability, you know, that's one thing that, that was nice about the mic is you're able to kind of communicate in a way. And, and he's, he's so smart that, you know, he was able to digest a lot of that stuff. We were, you know, we were a little bit more regulated, but like, it, it's, it's unbelievable what he did. And uh, I think that um, it's, it's definitely, it sets some unrealistic expectations. Cause I thought, you know, that's just a real credit to, you know, a special guy and a, Incredible job by him. So what does he do that fits your system? Because clearly, um, you know, he, 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 despite being smart, despite being talented, clearly he's got to feel comfortable. Um, you, and it's your, you know, your system that helps make him feel that way and you and your staff that helps make him feel that way and his teammates, as you just said. But what is, what is the, you know, intangible that, that you see that makes him uh, fit what you do? 
I, I think the competitiveness, obviously, you know, you, you mentioned the smarts, but, you know, just the ability to be able to activate a lot of different phases of our offense. You know, you obviously always want to be able to run the football, but whether it's your play actions, whether it's your keepers where you're moving the spot and even some of the screens that come off of that. And a lot of the core drop back concepts that he's had a lot of success with in his previous history are things that, you know, that we emphasize as well. I, I think there's a lot of foundational elements of what he's done, particularly in Cleveland with, with Coach Stefanski and, and with Bill Callahan and Alex Van Pelt and those guys that uh, I got a lot of respect for what they've done. And so there's a lot of similarities. And so there were some things that he's done, but it's being able to activate all those things. And, and I just think the, you know, the play swagger, the energy, it, it elevates guys around him. And, and I think that was on display for sure on Thursday night. How is Stafford doing, Sean? How is he doing? Yeah. He's he's a stud, you know. He knows, you know, he wants to be able to be out there. Right. He's uh, he's gutted through a lot of different things this year, but you know, you talk about a guy worrying about controlling the things that you can control, being able to, you know, lead in his own way, uh, help Baker get ready, help the coaches, um, being able to lead and and just uh, the communication. There was a lot of things that you know he was on the headset on Thursday and some of the things that he's able to mention, you know, that you want to kind of relay to Baker are things that only the the quarterback with an amazing command that's been in those shoes could articulate, especially at the timeliness that he was able to do it. So, you know, he wants to be out there, Rich. Um, Obviously, it's been a challenging year, but, you know, you learn a lot about people when you go through real adversity and it's continued to make me realize what a special human he really is. Well, and obviously he can speak for himself, and you're 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 a head coach, and you're obviously a, a close with him. So I, I will ask this about the narrative that is being said out there. When you hear the word spinal cord contusion, and you see his beautiful family, and you guys now have a trophy in the case together, the general sense is that maybe he could be sitting around and looking around and saying that um, maybe football isn't isn't there anymore for him or he has something else to do or he wants to be, you know, uh, doing something else. And then Baker comes along and we start putting two and two together. Is there any, anything you can say on that subject matter? Sean? You know, I think that, uh, I think that's getting way ahead of stuff. You know, certainly the safety and health is a really important thing, Rich, but mm-hmm. um, I know that he, you know, from my understanding, the expectation and anticipation of this guy still wants to be able to play. He can play at an incredibly high level. We love him done amazing things for us in a short amount of time here and so that's kind of where i'd leave that i certainly wouldn't want to you know speak on his behalf on any of those things i think that's uh that's that's a good headline uh, waiting to happen before uh before really any you know we don't have the necessary information sean mcveigh la rams head coach here for a few more minutes before he takes on the uh goes back into the uh locker room and the film room and get ready for the green bay packers here uh, on the rich eisen show uh, getting ready for Monday night football. What is your goal for the rest of the season? What is your what is your the way you're looking at the last four games here? I think you're sure. really looking at it as you want to just continue to focus on that process. It's the coaching cliche, but it is the truth. You know, I mean, you, Coach Wooden was so far ahead of his time in regards to, hey, let's do all the little things the right way, and usually the score takes care of itself. But hey, let's focus on our process. Let's really have great standards with how we approach everything that we can control. Let's try to get better. And let's see if that gives us an opportunity to come away with the outcome that we got against the Raiders. But seeing that improvement, seeing these guys commit to the process, especially Rich in the midst of, you know, I, I thought we've had some adversity in previous years. This is real adversity, whether it's the injury or not getting the results that you want. All of it, um, you know, really doesn't matter other than being in the moment. And that's really where our focus and concentration will be, playing as well as we possibly can, coaching as well as we possibly can, and see where that leaves us after the last four games. But 
I've been proud to be associated with this group. It's been a challenging season. It's been humbling, but there's been a lot of things that I think when you look back and reflect, um, you know, there is great growth. Has it been fun? In a lot of instances, there's times that it hasn't been. Um, but I've always, you know, thought you know how you want to handle adversity, and then when you actually go through it, you can't, you know, you know, you, you can't ever mimic and emulate that unless you actually go through it and um, want to try to avoid these things at all costs. But when you're in the midst of it, I'm proud to be doing it with the group that we're doing it with. Do you think we've seen Donald and uh, and Cup for the last time this year? Do you think? You know, I, I don't. Aaron is is doing well. I think it would be tough tough for me to see Cooper. Um, you know, uh-huh. obviously I have to sit down and talk with Aaron, see where he's at. He's a guy that, uh, like those other guys, is a fast healer. I know he wants to compete every opportunity that he can get, but we'll see about Aaron and, and Cooper just being on IR. Kind of hard to envision him playing again, but I wouldn't say never, uh, speaking absolutes, but I think it's unlikely for Cooper yeah, for the, sure. The phrase that you used earlier this week, and if you just, in, in the couple minutes I have left with you here, just put a little bit more meat on the bones. You said talking about injuries was, quote unquote, wasting your emotional energy. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, if guys are not physically able to go, you know, sitting there and complaining about, you know, these great players that we don't have doesn't do you any good. You want to support them. They're going to do their part as trying to get ready as fast as possible to get back out on the field. Um, But, you know, the thing you really hear people talk about it all the time, Rich, you know, how do you spend your time and energy on the things that you can't control? Because so much of the time, and especially this year when I reflect, I've wasted a whole lot of time worrying and thinking about things that, hey, they've already occurred, and I can't change them given the circumstances. So let's pivot our focus and concentration on those things that we can control and, you know, the guys that are available. That doesn't mean that you're not still there for the guys that aren't able to be out there, but you want to make sure that you don't let the disappointment of having so many of our core players not available inhibit your ability to coach to the best of your ability and lead to the best of your ability for the guys that are out there right now. So what have you learned about yourself this year to get a little introspective before I let you go? What have you learned about it? I think what you've learned is that, you know, you think you've uh, been through adversity in relation to just being a coach here. And, you know, this has been the most challenging things. I think it's revealed some insecurities that I have that maybe I wouldn't have realized otherwise that, you know, I think you're in the process of being better equipped to handle those things. Um, I think you're able to reflect and, and learn that, hey, man, the consistency really is the truest measurement of performance. And to say that I've been totally consistent, I don't think would be accurate. It might not have been visible externally, but internally, you're, you know, you're going through some different things. But getting back to you know, focusing on the things that you can control, being present, coaching and, and really encouraging to the best of your ability to help players play as well as they possibly can, that's what it's about. And um, and that's what I'm going to try to do. But I think you realize you learn a lot about, you know, people you're around and yourself. And, and sometimes it's it's hard to admit that maybe you're not as uh, strong as you thought. But if you can get through it and keep fighting, then, uh, you know, I think good things can come from it. And it's not going to break you. I got to tell I can't tell that watching you. I can't tell that. Every, pretty much everything you just said was is kind of surprising to me. That you, that you have yeah. these thoughts going on? I'm serious. I'm watching. Well, it might be more internal, and, you know, it is important to, you know, to acknowledge. I, I think you got to be real with yourself. And to say that I've, I, when I look back on it, that there's things that I wanted to handle better and that I haven't handled relative to the way that I think I'm capable of with the surrounding people, it hasn't always been that way. It hasn't all been bad, but, mm. um, you know, there is great growth that's occurring for a lot of people that are going through this. But 
uh, it's something that, you know, challenges you in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're learning that firsthand. Baker had a hell of a Christmas weekend in Green Bay last year. I don't know if you cut up any of that stuff for him or you've talked about that in his preparation. I mean, he he damn near pulled that one off last year with the Browns. So let's see what he, he can do Monday night. Stuff. I think uh, I think he had to fly private because of the, the COVID stuff, too, and, and get there on late notice. So hopefully he'll just be able to travel with the team and we'll make it a smooth uh, deal and let him go do his thing. I don't know, man. Maybe he does well when it's last second and travels like crazy. I mean, it's he seems to do pretty damn well planting flags doing that, Sean. My goodness. That's right. He did that last year. It is unbelievable. Thanks for the time. Uh, always love catching up with you. Uh, happy uh, holidays to you and yours, and let's do this more often. I, I miss chatting with you. You take care. Yeah, me too. I appreciate you having me on, Rich. Anytime. That's Sean McVay, head coach of the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams here on the Rich Eisen Show. And you can listen to Rich each and every Monday doing the pregame and halftime show on Westwood One. And you can listen to the NFL in the app, NFL on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. If it's the NFL, it's on Westwood One. Interesting conversation with Sean McVay about Matthew Stafford. This guy's in his mid-30s, four kids, a ring, back-to-back concussions, and you have to wonder, what more do you want? Four young babies out there. Yeah. You know, it made me think, guys, and we're going to go to break in a second and come back hopefully with Marshall Falk somewhere in an airport, maybe buying Twizzlers or what have you. But, <laughs> but made me think of Chris Miller, the old Broncos quarterback. I don't know if you remember him or not. Did a feature on him on Real Sports. And he'd come back and concussions, they add up. You get a ding. Yeah. You know, it happens. And, you know, Matthew Stafford is just a joy to watch. He's got a gorgeous ring, four young kids. Who knows? Is it Baker time? I guess that's why the NFL is wow. so interesting every week. So interesting. Right? Yeah, and at Stafford, look, do you want to keep playing for the records? Do you want to? Do you really think you got another Super Bowl run in you? I mean, that was the thing about Matt Stafford. Hey, puts up all kinds of great stats, but the Lions never win anything. Yep. And he finally comes out here and gets his ring. Got to think that's a, a career fulfillment for him. Football is a fickle, fickle friend. Yeah. Hell yeah. But by the way, I mean, yeah, exactly. And by the way, how much money do you think Matthew Stafford could make calling games? Dude, Oof. seriously. Just saying, just saying. Think he'd be good at it? I think he'd be great. I think he'd be great. I think so, too. I mean, honestly, he's 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 handsome. He's smart. He gets this, you know, he's he gets the system. The system is like a four-letter word when you say the system, but who knows? Well, we can ask Marshall Falk what he thinks when he comes back. We're going to be back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So much more ahead. Michael Irvin ahead. Another, uh, another go-around with Rich Eisen when we come back. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. On the phone right now is the other man in my life. There's no other way to put it, I don't think. But Marshall Falk joins us from an airport somewhere in the Midwest. Marshall, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> I am doing good. Happy what? to be on with you guys today. But I'm missing you. The chair is just so empty when you're not here. I know. I know. I know. Just duty called. I have to. I'm actually on my way back to St. Louis. So. What you got uh, going but, on there, Marshall? You know, when 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 you make you know when you make when you make the call, you know what I'm saying. I come the ball. I, I know you do, and and that's the first call I always make. What you got going on in St. Louis? Uh, nothing. Just visiting friends. Um, nothing special. Nice. Um, that's it. Uh, some some old relationships back there. Obviously, the fan base is still there. Uh, pissed off, but um, yeah, I enjoy going back. What's your choice uh, of snack in an airport, Marshall? What do you buy? Um, I actually, I try to get through the airport and not buy anything. Oh. That's a yeah, sleeper. I try to get through the airport. I, I try. I try to fall asleep on the plane and not eat the food. Um, because every time, it's like um, probably about five years ago, I started to notice I get off a plane and like, my hands are swollen, my feet are swollen. I'm like, what is this? It's never used to happen to me. And then the doctor said, well, a lot of the food in, on, on the airplane in the airports, it contains a lot of salt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, didn't think about that. So, you know, as you start getting older, you got to start worried about your salt intake and stuff like that. <sighs> I have trouble going by the Twizzlers. You know, like the the big bag yeah. of Twizzlers, that's like my kryptonite. Yeah. yeah, but you know, once you open those, you got to eat them all. Yeah, you do. They're not like now. They're not, they're not, they're not like now and later. It's like, you got to eat them all. No, but and you don't want to get the flat ones because those are too skinny. You got to get the ones in the bag because they're fresher and they taste I'm, great. I'm trying, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get through this connection without buying anything. What are you doing here? All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, are uh, what, are you, what are you doing to me? What are you doing to me? Just, just. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to hold your hand. I'm just trying to take that time with you. You know, experience what you're going oh, through there, man. Marshall. You know, that's just that's just how I, how I roll. Um, Marshall, we just heard from Sean McVay talking about Matthew Stafford and, and, and what's happening with the Rams right now. Do we think that this has become uh, an issue? Do you think that Baker Mayfield is the future of the Rams? What? <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, um, I think what they did and got Baker to play, and, and let, me, let me say this, man, what Baker did... Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen quarterbacks who have been in systems not be able to come into a game and function, let alone what he did. So, kudos to him. But I think I think Matthew Stafford is the future of the Rams. I mean, uh, and, and and here's the thing: I, I'm, I, let's not we don't want to compare him to Tom Brady in the sense of how long Brady played. But quarterbacks are playing longer; they're playing later into their careers. Now I know I know Matt Ryan is not making it look good, but quarterbacks they get to play a little longer, and it'll be interesting to see what he does. That being, I understand the whole elbow thing in the off season. I don't know if you guys forgot about that, but that was an issue, and and we saw some I saw some balls lacking velocity early in the year, and I don't know if it was because he was on a pitch count or maybe he wasn't ready. I don't know, but. 
the Matthew Stafford who who guided this team last year to win a Super Bowl, um, I don't think he's done. I think there's still a lot left in the tank. Marshall Falk here on the Rich Eisen Show. I guess when you hear spinal cord contusion, back-to-back concussions, young kids, a ring, psychologically, does it ever occur to a player playing at the highest level, I think I have a decision to make? Yes. And you know what's funny is we were just talking about this. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the young players, they don't have to negotiate with a lot of the things that we negotiated with. I mean, they're making a lot of money. They're secure. And, you know, they're, they're not thinking about being the greatest of all time. You know, this, this game to them is, is, um, is, is something that's, that's going to change your family's trajectory. And if that's enough for you, then that's enough for you. You know, when you, when you go back to whether it's Patrick Willis deciding to walk away, um, who's the linebacker in Carolina, I mean, watching, watching emotionally, um, watching him walk away, you know, guys are starting to walk away a lot earlier. Guys are starting to say, okay, that's it for me. I'm fine. And, um, and Matthew Stafford, could, he could very well be there. But, but here's what I say. You know, the quarterback position is a unique position. They should, they should just have a red light on their helmet so when you touch them, it's, it's, it's a sack. Uh, they protect them so much. And if it's the one position you could play late, later in life and you're well protected, quarterback is it. You know, I, I want to flip over to um, the game that we watched last night, the San Francisco-Seattle game. Every single board after the game, Marshall, when they were referring to Christian McCaffrey, every single board was, except for Marshall Falk, and and then except for Marshall Falk, you were all over that game last night as we watched Christian McCaffrey have a spectacular game. What do you see when you watch this kid play? Um, Just just a lot of what I did, a lot of of how I was used. Um, Kyle is doing a great job at, at finding ways to get him the ball, not just allowing them to key on him as a runner. And, um, and, 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 and he's, he's a smart player. He's not taking, you know, he gets, he gets the necessary yards and he's not taking hits, understanding that he's a focal point in this offense. And, and we're watching him. You would think that he's been in camp with them the whole time. That's not even the case. You know, this, this, was, a, this was a trade that happened not too long ago. But he's, he's very astute. Um, he and I, you know, we have dialogue. We'll, we'll text back and forth and he'll ask me things. And I'll check on him every once in a while. He was really and, vocal uh, about you did. reaching out to him and about him reaching out to you. Yeah. So what was that conversation like? What did you tell him? Just, just, just um, you know, it's, it's easy to have a good year, to sustain what he's been able to do it requires not just the on the field preparation, but the off the field preparation and, um, and having conversations just like I want like how good they have it practice wise and, and where he has to find time to make sure that he take care of his body because it's important. If you're going to play as many plays um, as, as well, let's say as he was playing in Carolina, now he has some people on the team with him. He doesn't have to carry it all by himself, but they're still he's still getting the volume of touches. I just want to make sure that he's doing the right things. Um, this is this is what 
a Ronnie Harmon, a Thurman Thomas, you know, an Emmett Smith. These are the things that they said to me. Like, hey, man, I see you. You're a high-volume guy. Make sure you do this, this, and this. And that's, that's, all, that's all I'm trying to do, you know, pay it forward. You think that the 49ers can win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I'm going to say yes. I mean, how can we not? When you, when you look at what Kyle is doing, now the question is this here. Can Kyle, can Kyle Shanahan keep dialing up plays to get guys wide open? And the contested throws that he's making, the 50-50 balls the receivers are getting. Now, last night, Diggs dropped a, a game-changing interception. He just, just, just dropped it. But it didn't rattle. It didn't rattle Purdy. And I'll, I'll tell you what I like about it. All right? Here, and I'll, I'll be honest. That you can still win games with, with some good skill players, some really good skill players, and a good defense, and you don't have to pay $40 million for a quarterback. That's what it's saying. To a quarterback who hasn't proven himself, <laughs> even more so. It's got to have so many and, of these scouts just scratching their heads, right? Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, they, they've taken the easy way. You know, you, you, you have to have a franchise quarterback in order to fill some of these stadiums now. Listen, Purdy, Purdy is not, Purdy's not Purdy, but he's pretty darn good. He's like, the, the kid is like really going into, I've played in Seattle. That environment is hostile. It is hostile. And what he did was amazing. Now, that defense is, um, and I played against Ray Lewis when they were the best. I played against Warren Sapp when they were the best. Man, the talent that they have, the speed in which they play with, it is awesome to watch. And here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to put this out there already. If the NFL allow these, these owners and GMs to not offer D'Amico Ryan a job this year, it's a tragedy. It is a tragedy. Yeah, I hear you. That's how we started the show. That's how we started the show, talking about just how incredible he is. Marshall, thank you for not letting me down. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for being here. And make sure that your trade tables are adjusted and in an upright position. Please, your seat. Make sure you tighten that seatbelt, please. And, you know, have a safe flight. Thanks for having me on, Sue. Always, always. Much more Rich Eisen show when we come back. See, that's when you know you have a good friend. You know what I mean? When they when they have to hide in a corner in an airport to call in to talk Brock Purdy, right? right. <laughs> that was that was a pretty good conversation. How many of us have hey. them? What do you have in an airport, Chris Brockman? When I go in the airport, see, now I'm going to rethink my whole airport strategy. Like, I, I knew all the foods there were salty or whatever, but I like to go combos. Yeah, we got that in common. I like combos. I like a little beef jerky. Jerky beef? And I like peanut M&Ms with a smart water. That's my go-to. I love I love how you like trade off the peanut M&Ms with the smart water. <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't count if you wash it down with some H2O, That's, that's right? what I'm saying. I like yeah. some dumb water myself. That's what I'm saying. I had this thing on ABC when I was traveling. I um I never eat food on an airplane. I bring my own. I, I, I wash the seat down. I'm like smart. that crazy person. Lavender oil, like shocker, right? Of course you are. No ice on the plane because one of the flight attendants had told me the ice is disgusting. So by yeah. the way, stay away from the ice. Mm-hmm. But if I had a good game, I would buy a, you know, I never ate the day of a game because you're running around like a jackass, right? So <laughs> if I had a good game, I would buy that giant Snickers bar. You know, the, like the big one, the, the big, one. The big king size. Just yeah. a king size. Yep. 
And that was my reward. Like a big king-size Snickerbar. I like it. For that cross-country flight. It's a wicked big Snickers bar. We haven't even gotten into the Aunt Leia's fudge yet. we got to have a little fudge taste test when we get back. A lot more Rich Eisen show ahead. We're going to have Rich Eisen back. We're going to have Michael Irvin calling in, and we're going to wrap up this holiday edition of the Rich Eisen show. Don't go anywhere. 